Welcome to the Self-Helpful Podcast. I'm Kevin Miller, and this is the podcast people tune into for in-depth discussions on the latest research from our foremost leaders in self-improvement, so you can be growing and more equipped to live at your fullest capacity in body, mind, and soul. Stress is depicted as the devil of our time. Everyone is stressed out and suffering from too much stress, and the thing we want most as a culture is less stress. Our levels of anxiety are at an all-time high, as if it were a wartime scenario we're in. And the pathological manifestations of stress continue to skyrocket. The thing is, however, stress in and of itself isn't a bad thing. It's the body's appropriate response to pressure and tension. The stress of working out and exercise is desperately needed by our bodies. It's what makes us stronger and helps us maintain our strength so we don't atrophy. But we stress our muscles and lungs, and then we need to recover. We can't stay in a constant state of stress. Mentally is no different. When we're stressed mentally, it's not necessarily a bad thing. In a moment of crisis or challenge, it's the body's way of kind of building itself up to deal with an issue. And then we need to recover. And there are often times when we're in a state of stress that in health, we really shouldn't be in. We should be a little more calm about the issue. Well, this is my functional Friday episode where we focus on our health and wellness. So we have the physical and mental capacity to help ourselves and others. I'm with Randy James, medical doctor and functional medicine expert to discuss the good and bad of stress. If you find value from this self-helpful podcast, it'd be great if you would leave us a review, let us and others know what you think about the show. Best thing you can do is take this information and talk with somebody, benefit them, grapple with it. You'll learn more. They'll learn more. You can always connect with me at my website or social media at kevinmiller.co. Thanks to all of you who check in and just give me feedback on the show. I really appreciate it. Next up, Dr. James and I bring you the stress you do and don't want. All right, so we are talking about stress, and this topic that we're going to walk through today is one that you and I are care enough about that, uh, gosh, about a year ago, we were talking through a, a book deal that we kind of put on the shelf that I think we'll get back to. So stress, and you know, we kicked it off with, we always do, with the statement of you came up with, or brought to me, of what's the opposite of stress, and you said? Death. Death. That's controversial kind of. Well, and if you let people sort of sit there and think about it and you say, what's the opposite of stress? The first word you think of. Peace. Most people will say peace. And number two. I don't know. Relax. Relaxation. Relaxation. Okay. And so those two are the most common two natural responses. But if you think about it, a life that is purely stress free, meaning you don't have to worry about food. You don't have to worry about relationship. You don't have to worry about anything. Well, you're not even alive. Well, even excitement is, is an aspect of, of stress. Like, yeah, your heart rate goes up. And- well, yeah, like if you saw that, oh, grandma's over there, don't stress her out. Don't even get her excited. Like, don't even make her happy. Don't, don't do anything. She can't take it. She right? can't take it, yeah. <laughs> well, and so when you brought that to me, then I, I, the next word that came to mind was, oh, yeah, atrophy. And I thought about muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, because anybody who's had a cast has realized that. I mean, you put a cast, how, how long is a cast? Usually six weeks, six weeks. Yeah, yeah. Six or eight weeks. Yeah. So you put it on your arm, an arm that you're still using. So I've had the one, you know, from the wrist up to the elbow, you know, whatever, when you break your wrist from, so I've had that one. So I'm still using my hand. I mean, so the tendons, the whatever are going through up to my bicep are still being used. And yet lo and behold, man, after six weeks, you take it off and you got this puny little forearm, six weeks of, of less use and think, Oh my goodness. So whatever muscular, uh, you know, girth or, or, or strength anybody has, we all have it's from doing, even if it's the most minimal, just going to work and using a computer. And yet you put a cast on that, it's going to atrophy. So that's what hit me that, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So if we take that overall into the, all the areas of our life, and of course here in functional medicine, we talk about input, output, uh, recovery relationships and all the areas in there that we talked about in the, of true life and look at, gosh, okay, where are we doing stress wrong? marinating in as were maybe a weird word but where are we doing stress wrong culturally and where are we missing 
The right kind of stress. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because right. that, the opposite yeah. of that cast would be somebody, if you, if you had to move your arm, if you have to squeeze a tennis ball 24 seven, well, at some point you're, you're also doing damage. Yeah. You got to have, yeah, you got to have recovery. So if we, as we talk, walk through this topic here today, my thought was that we're talking about how are we doing stress wrong and where are we missing the kind of stress that we need. And yeah, the easy, easy one there, yeah, we're, we're, you know, doing bad stress mentally and we're missing good stress that we need from a physical standpoint, but we can take those both ways. So, yeah. um, thought, yeah, we would just walk through these areas. So I looked up as I often do being a, a lover of words, I looked up stress and you, you type in the definition. Number one is a pressure or tension exerted on a material object. Okay. So we can come back to that. that. That's easy to extrapolate to muscles. Number two, a state of mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances. There's the good old American stress that is killing us. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. If you actually look at the history of stress in a medical sense, it was, I believe back in the sixties or seventies. And I forgot the name of the guy who wrote, um, who wrote the defining article on, and he, he even later said, I wished I would have used a different word because stress is a word of physics. Okay. It, it is not a physical word. So he borrowed a, a term from architecture, the stress and strain on a table. Like your ta our table yeah. right here is holding this much stress. And if we put an elephant on there, that's too much stress. It'll break. A tall right. building has to sway with the wind. That's the stress and strain. And, and so he applied that then to then the psychological side of things, examining a stress response. And we've said that before in our shows that it's not, you know, the, the, the stress itself has a nature of is it good or bad, uh -huh. right? Like, so like this, you know, cyanide is generally bad. And yet there's also a stress of whatever we ingest that it has the good side of that. And then also mentally you've got the, it's never good to watch, I guess, a murder or, or see a, a, a crime or something. Um, and so he incorporated this idea of stress on the mind and then the stress response. What's the hormone response to that on the inside? And so this second definition has now developed as this mental and, and humans compared to an animal, we talk about the animal, they might feel the stress of, of famine, but humans are the only animal that can invent or feel stress when actually that stress isn't even there. Oh, made up. Okay, so when you're saying that stress that he used that, it may not have been the best word, we're talking about what, what he was trying to get to is, is mental anguish is what came to mind for me. That's not good. Uh, you know, and, and if we look at that, well, I mean, this is such a hard, like, what if it's the anguish that my team is losing in the Super Bowl, right? Like Kansas City was my team and they were, they were losing until the third quarter and I was anguished, but in it, you know, we like that, <laughs> that, so actually well, yeah. we're going to have to dance this line all the way through here. And that's the point of the show, because this is a gray scale, you're, you're going to say the stress of going, you know, Cycling at 25 RPMs up straight up a hill is a stress you enjoy. And I'm going to be like, well, yeah. most of us don't. And you would say, no, 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 no. Everybody needs this kind of stress. And we're going to say, well, right, right. maybe that hurts me. It's right. So, so there's different. Okay. Different levels. So, you know, I watched, uh, we watched recently with, with the boys, uh, the movie extraction it's on Netflix. It's got the Thor guy, oh, uh -huh. whatever his name is. Uh, and it's just, it's one of those movies. It's constant stress, you know, guns. And of course, you know, it's, I think it's rated R, it's violence and stuff, kind of a military type thing. Uh, constant, constant, constant. And afterwards you're like, Oh my gosh, you need, you need a breather from that. And how many of us are to some degree living our lives with that mental anguish or again, maybe that, that, but that stress, that fight or flight type thing, we wake up in the morning, Holy crap. I slept too late. I snoozed it too much. Get up, grab coffee, grab something sugary. Unfortunately, a lot of times you saw our, now our bodies ramped up and jacked. We get to work. We're dealing with appeasing somebody right off the bat and trying to make up that we're late or we don't have something done or there's a relationship stress or whatever. Then there's a project due. It's over deadline. There's a boring meeting that's wasting your time. Your spouse is texting you and there's relational badness going on, stress going, stress, 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 stress yada, yada. And that's where we 
live and and that's where we're doing it wrong one but two and i think we talked about it in last show we probably have uh other times you know stress in and of itself momentarily isn't bad uh what's the zebra mm-hmm. what is it uh why don't zebras get ulcers yeah it, it, it is is a book that's looking at this question but at one point i you, you mentioned the extraction movie or any i mean famously in the military we're doing with the wounded warrior project and people coming home and, right. you know, those guys who did the extraction movie or, you know, three years later, they can still experience that. Yeah. Right. That's what I mean by humans. Okay. And so. so the, the zebra s- doesn't. And the zebra doesn't. Well, the same thing is true with, you know, whether somebody's shooting at you or not. But if you're sitting in a car, you're late and you, 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 you're now eating coffee and a sugary something. You're sitting in traffic. The traffic is making you mad. You're getting right. texted. You know you're late. You're going to have to appease people all day long, all day long. And then when you get home at night, you can relive that entire thing. And your body can create the biochemical storm. These days we have the cytokine storm from a COVID kind of standpoint. Yeah. But what people don't realize is that your body is always in somewhat of a storm of biochemistry. It's just flowing well, and doing it's, it's, and so you saying that we're the we're the only species that can relive something like that or make it up and we also then like take well, that I, I just don't want to i don't want people to hear the make it up part it's not well, fake okay, oh well well it's they're not, not psych but it's a perception psychotic. but it's a perception yes so, so that's in your head that for zebra sure. is just sitting there eating its grass and he's you know bright-eyed and checking around it, and holy crap there's a line i gotta do my thing run off and then, you know, he gets away and then goes back to his eating grass. He didn't sit there and gripe about and it. He does not ruminate, probably. Right. Or go about, home and go, holy crap. You can't believe this guy. Tell you a lion this. came yeah. after me. Okay, because the thing I'm thinking of is because you mentioned traffic. And we can be there. This is an old Zig Ziglar story, you know, of have you ever been driving down and somebody, you know, some jerk pulls out in front of you, uh, cuts you off. And then for me, I'm, I'm, this is my story, then sits in the left lane, yeah. <laughs> keeping me from going past. It, Holds his finger. Yeah, yeah. And uh, is blocking me from yeah. uh, the speed I would like to go. And what do you do about it? Do you sit there and scream and yell and fume and whatever? And, you know, Zig makes the funny story of, and you do that because you found out it works, right? As soon as you start (laughs) screaming and fuming, everybody moves out of the way and lets you pass. And of course it's no. So you're sitting there, the person in front of you may, you know, maybe some old lady, she has no idea. She's just sitting there whistling to the, uh, to the, to the AM radio, I'm sure. (laughs) And having a good old time. And I'm back here killing myself with stress. That is my choice. And we don't think of it that way, but I, cause I could also go, Oh, sweet old lady. You know, it's, I hope she's okay. And just choose that's going to take me a little bit longer. You know, what a blessing in disguise. And then we don't do that. And that is, so back to the, the zebra, it's not going through all the mental crap that we are one. And two, if it, in this scenario of out there on the Savannah and the lion comes after it and boom, it gets away. And then a minute later it happens again. And a minute later, it happens. It keeps getting away, but it ha- I mean, it can't withstand that that long, especially if it's a, if it's a new fresh line. It's going to get run down, or at the end of the day, it's going to be devastated. I mean, there is a now we're back to you know recovery. So for us, looking at oh my gosh, if we're doing the day in and day out stress, that, there's no place for that. That is it, so abnormal and unnatural. Yeah, uh, you're right, and I think now is a good time for you to tell your whitewater story. Oh shoot, yeah. Okay, so right? St- so Steve Smith, who pe- uh, what's their podcast? Oh, uh, Potter's in conversations. Uh, uh, Steve Soul Smith, care conversations. Soul care conversations. Okay, so Steve Smith ran a uh, retreat a retreat center. Yeah, up here, and it was soul care. And his uh, what they did, and and our friend Dustin Hibbard, who I think is still part of the podcast as well. Um, what they did is primarily bring in. They brought in a lot of pastors, mega church pastors, but also executives and stuff right bring them in for soul care and these are people who were burning out reaching burnout saying i don't want to hit burnout but people who every day are churning yeah that was their thing right the white water living in uh right in the three so business executives missionaries Uh because they're uh, in and people in clerical positions and then the the parents oh the, the, the third 
the third big one. Just so if you think about that, if you're always on. on a lazy river and coming down and, oh my gosh, there's a section of rapids and you, man, you bolster up, man, you're on full tilt boogie and uh, do that and you go to the rapids, then you get out and you recover. So we're back to that. And him saying, we, so many of us then are in the white water all the time. And yes, yeah, so when he brought that to us, I don't know, four years ago, mm-hmm. something like that, I'm going, come on, but what if I'm, I'm living my life? I'm eating well, I'm sleeping well, trying to, uh, you know, doing all these things well, so that I, I can stay in the white water and have this you know, high octane life because I, I really like you, it. You, yeah, you're saying, I like the white water. Well, I would, I, want to think that I'm eating and living for the white water. I would rather. So yeah, I'm one of those people who I would like to clone myself or get a pill to where I didn't have to sleep. So I can just keep doing stuff. Cause I have a lot of stuff I enjoy doing. Uh, and I don't know what he did. I guess he nodded and said, <laughs> he, scoffed. Well, he scoffed and then, and I've told this story on, on here before, gosh, a couple years past that we hit a point. I won't go into the details. A point of me coming to the office going, man, I'm losing it. I, I am. I'm literally shaken. And I am losing it. And it was from a, a bad stress uh, that I was, I was continuing in. And looking back on it, now, even if I went, it's nothing sorted or anything. You know, I had, I had some renter problems and some, uh, just some work stress and whatever. And I just, I wasn't getting out of it. I was, I was the... You were ruminating. Oh, my... And your, your, yeah. your physical body was in that adrenaline stress, shaky spot, even though it was 8 o'clock in the morning and we hadn't even started yet. And I said, this, this is, I'm, I'm not doing well and ask you to help and prescribe me right. <laughs> and i did for the first time outside of an antibiotic i don't think i'd ever taken a pharmaceutical did a uh what zoloft yeah yeah which is a SSRI, or, yeah, what is which is what selective serotonin so and reuptake inhibitors right, right. increase your serotonin and i did and i took that and it didn't do anything but i also took the time because you were also like okay we can take this but what are you going to do to right. naturally uh, deal with this and so started working on that and you know, if it was meditating or, or whatever, but, but lots of things. And yeah, so I did not stay in the whitewater. So back over here, none of us can stay in it all the time. Or if we do, we're going to be depleting if, our eventually. Effects. Right. Cause everybody, even you, everybody thinks, well, you know, you got to die of something. And I guess I'm going to choose this. And that came to our book. Yeah. No, you're not, you know, this level of stress is not going to kill you, but you will linger. Well, you will be less of and you were you were less of who you could have been okay so that's the thing i want to put out there that if somebody's listening to this and they're going yeah i am generally stressed you are at you are not at maximum level you are saying okay instead of being at a high performance level i'm going to be at a mediocre performance level and just trudge along and honestly, that's one of the main comments that people say when they're when they reach the point of coming to true life medicine, and they'll say, "I I I was just coping, yeah, just one more day, I I just put up with it, I I just got to get through the day, coping that, and and you are you're not dying, but you're lingering, and it's 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 not true life it's not fulfilling it's not fulfillment and even if at one and people will say all the time i don't enjoy what i used to enjoy Mm -hmm. like it like the whitewater like i want to produce you would have gotten to a point where you're like oh it i just i just stare at a blank page i can't produce the words aren't coming out or i don't have ideas or something and then you would have been thinking what's wrong with me oh i can see that now because so i'm in at a point now where i'm mountain biking five days a week five or six days a week and enjoying it. And I kind of pay attention to that. If I am, if I have rested, if I am at peace often and I, and I'm, I'm in a good place, I generally want to go out and ride every once in a while though. I'll realize I just, I just don't want to. And I kind of look at that and go, why, why mm-hmm. do I not want to? And it's usually because I feel anxiety about things. I've got pressures on there and I don't have that mental capacity to want to go out and stress more. And it's kind of my own barometer. And then we're back to the blessing, uh, your blessing of pain of being, I want to be sensitive enough of to, to realizing that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To realize where I'm at. So, so in this, I want to look also, and I, I bring him up so often, Dr. Benjamin Hardy, and he wrote the book, willpower doesn't work. And he wasn't the only one to, the first one to bring the concept of, kind of back to Steve Smith, of, of we have finite capacities of willpower. Of mm-hmm. It was our friend Aaron McHugh who did that with emotions. He said we have 
a certain amount of emotional capability throughout a day. And so every time we're using high emotions or, you know, deep emotions we're he put it in, we're burning emotional calories and we can run out, we can deplete. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm spending a day, like we talked about in a stressful lifestyle, work being the main mm-hmm. one, man, if you go to work and you are spending eight hours a day at a place where you have relational stress, emotional you know, stress, anxiety, anguish, whatever, um, you're going to come to an end. No wonder then you go home and man, you got nothing left for your spouse, for your mm-hmm. kids. If you're single, you have nothing left to want to go out and, and, and pursue relationships. I mean, there, there's a toll it's going to manifest. Yeah. You are going to be daily depleted. This, and that's lack of recovery, lack of recovery, restoration, recreation. Oh yeah. Okay. But I don't want people to hear that and say, okay, so as long as I recover, well, I can do that every day. I, I'm still wanting to put the pressure on. Look, if you have a, cause what, cause what Ben's uh, premise was, is that willpower doesn't work. If you're, if you're gritting your teeth to have willpower throughout the day to eat correctly or to, you know, do whatever he says, you, you can't rely on that. You're going to run out. What you need to do is create an environment that is not stressful so that when the time comes, when you need to utilize stress like the zebra, man, you've got it. Full tilt boogie. You can go. Otherwise, though, you don't want to be in that point of stress. So that's when we're looking at the workplace and saying, man, the benefits of, let me just go there, the benefits of having work that fits your talents, your skills, your abilities. It's not a big effort to do. Man, this is what you do well. When I sit down to write, it's, it's awesome. That's not stressful. Not, not that it's easy, but it's not bad, man. This is within my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. When you get on the phone or sit down in front of a patient, you're not stressed. This is what you do. This is, we always joke about the term, man, I can fart this stuff. <laughs> it sounds bad. I don't mean to minimize it, but it's what you know how to do. So you're not, that's not, it's not wasting you. It's like, uh, um, like you talked about the mountain bike. When I go out and do a hard mountain bike, I'm rejuvenated. Well, that's mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, but it's within my wheelhouse, man. That's, that's, it's a good stress for me, not a bad stress. So if you're, how can you craft your day? How do you have work? So if you have work, that's bad stress, that's negative stress. Um, you're not, you're never going to be at full power. I mean, you can't withstand that through the weeks. So I guess, and we're sitting here staring at each other and there, we're in agreement and I'm not bringing up a contention, but like we said at the beginning, the gray, do that. It makes for good (laughs) podcast. Kevin, you're just wrong. Okay. (laughs) Is, even if it's in your wheelhouse, you can't do it twenty four seven. Oh, sure. Okay. 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 So, so, so there's that. You, it, you mountain biking, and you saying that's rejuvenating me. In a sense, that's your perspective, and so that's what we're doing. And, and Hardy talks about this too. That you can, you have a mindset of your work, and you can sit down and and just be in a. Well, like the like the the lady driving in front of you, you can choose to fume. Or I mean, all work has drudgery, so you can. Uh, you, okay, okay. Well, so, yeah, but to what to what point? To, to what degree? And at the same time, even with great work, uh, creating the environment where there is also the wisdom and, and uh, intelligent recovery and rest. And and honestly, that's because that's also your sticking point. Even now, is you don't have regular meditative practices that that isn't in your wheelhouse that's a good stress i need to get into but hold on i want to come back to to work though to what you're talking about of of think about it like i think about it in in regards to performance so because he's pushing against that you know we all have this personality profile box that we stick into or and even got into introverts and extroverts so i think of myself as an introvert and, you know, I do have propensities. I enjoy being alone. I, I rejuvenate that way. But we talked about social engagements as opposed right. to uh, my wife. So we go to a social thing. We're there for three hours. We get out. And we're both, very, you know, I can turn it on and be charismatic and engage with people. And, it's, and there's goodness in it. But afterwards, ugh, I'm kind of drained. She is fueled. I'm drained. She's fueled. Yeah. And we just thought, okay, that's just natural introvert expert. And so he starts questioning me on it. And ultimately to make a long story short coming into, she's just naturally her. She's not putting on, she's not performing. She's not putting on airs. There's no persona. I'm a people pleaser. I I'm very self-conscious and socially conscious. I am performing to some degree. I am 
I'm like, uh, you know, putting on the, the outfit and I, I am performing. And so three hours of performing, she's just three hours of pure natural Terry. And so that makes sense. So why am I performing? She's not super afraid of, you know, conflict or offending right. someone. I am mortally afraid of that. You know, so here we have, and it's this performance. So take that in the workplace, man. If I spend eight hours here in this office and I was trying to, I had to wear a suit and tie and had to go <laughs> chit chat with people mm-hmm. and do all this performance. Oh my gosh, man, it would, it would waste me ultimately. So I'm talking about that performance as opposed to you and I walk in here. This is your office. You own the building. Uh, I'm your you know, business partner. We'll say whatever. And so I mean, it, there's no expectation. We right, come in you're, right now. You're in, you're in like athletic where you look like you're ready to go out on the basketball court. And, uh, uh, John calls it my PJs. Are you going to see patients in PJs today? (laughs) Yeah. And and I'm in here, you know, and, and I'm going to, I'll put on my cycling outfit and it's family. It's It's, family. Yeah. Comfortable. Yeah. And so we have no of that performance, uh, unnatural. We don't have to bolster ourselves up. And so tonight I'm going to make this up because it's legit. If I go home and there's a conflict with my wife, I should have the reserves like the zebra to go, okay, let's do this. And to and do, do it right. Well. Do do it well. Yeah, do it yeah. well. Instead of going, oh my gosh, I, I just, I do not have the bandwidth for this, honey. Right. Don't talk, you know, the kind of, the, the movie scene or TV scene that we see. I've got that. Or if there's an issue with my kids or if the house right. is on fire, I've got that. Because I've spent all day, I'm not performing. I'm not in a bad, unhealthy stress. I feel like it, that's it, kind of what I'm trying to pull out. You, you could use the, the physical performance side of this as well. For, for both of our affinities, if, if you said, hey, let's go mountain biking, and I said, okay, and we went, and I tried to follow you yeah. for two hours, we would come back, and you would be thinking, oh, my gosh, I totally dialed it down. I really went slow, and I'd be thinking, oh, my gosh, I, I'm wasted. I'm wiped. I'm whatever. Or if we went skiing for two hours, and I said, hey, I'm just going to be easy at this. We're just going to take it easy, and at the end of that time, because you're fighting the mountain, there's, you would be bored. You could I, be on your phone texting as we're right. skiing down, and I'm sitting there just about to die. Right. And so at the end of those two hours, we're going to have a very different physical, yeah. mental construct. At, yeah. yeah and, at and, the end of the day, you're going to imagine great skiing. Let's go bowling afterwards. I'm going to, we're, right. going, we're going back to the we're hotel, to the watching tub. a movie. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I am wasted. Yeah. Again, okay, so it's looking at how are we in our environment. So if we are going through a day of this unhealthy stress, anxiety, anguish, whatever, that is not good. It's not normal. You cannot withstand it. You cannot be weller. Uh, you can't be becoming weller. That's right. And Hardy, so now we, so the rubber meets the road. He is not saying that you just need to try harder. No, like you can't. Uh, no. He's saying, he's saying be, be smart us. about that. And either, you know, in the extreme, get out of that work environment yeah. and just, or, or, or like we had a patient and uh, he's an engineer. He doesn't like his job. And, and I've said that to, we said that so often, you know, we're talking about your nutrition, your exercise, all this over here. But if you go hate your job eight hours a day, 40 hours a week, how, what is that doing to your biochemistry? And I said, hey, look, I know an engineer over here at this company. Why don't you just send him a resume? I'll, I'll call him and I'll connect you by emails. And that. He said, just writing a resume, the idea that he could get a new job, the idea was so invigorating. He was still in it. And that's what we're saying to the person who's stuck in that job or that situation or that that pattern to grit your teeth like you're stuck behind the lady in the left-hand lane. You can put on a mindset, but it's sort of like you're putting on airs. You can only do that for so long. Yeah. And actually, on the road, at some point, she at does some not point, move, she is. I'm going to torpedo her car. Yeah, yeah. At some point, you're going to figure out a way around her. Yeah. Or at least you think you will. Now, if you knew, for the next eight hours on the highway, I would get off and go have a cup of coffee. <laughs> uh, totally. And and just say I'm not, I'm not dealing with this. Yeah. It, it, so people have the perspective, and that's the whole zebra thing. The zebra, humans can have the perspective, I can't get out of this. This will never end. And literally, that's the definition of torture. That mental perspective of I, I'm helpless, I'm hopeless, and I can't change my environment. You, that is burnout. That is, that is a mental construct, and, and it's the white water of yeah. never ending, and you will break. And that's what I'm thinking of. If we're in that environment day in, day out, it'd be like little drops of poison, 
in our it's, water and our wa- coffee. It's the water drop torch. Yeah. It's, tor- it's torture. <laughs> over time, it's going to build up and manifest. Just like if yeah. I'm eating a bad diet at some point, this is, this is heart disease, one of the biggest killers in, in, our, in our world, I think, but in America. And it's a daily lifestyle choice, things coming in, you know, whatever. And ultimately, it, stuff builds up. And at some point, am I doing this right? The, yeah. arter- the artery is blocked and boom. Heart attack, but it takes forty or fifty years sure. of the body responding to it. So it's not that cholesterol is putting another layer of blockage in your heart. That is not what happens. It's that the uh, poison, if we will, and there's multiple factors, and it's not the cholesterol that you eat. It's the entire, and this is the same of true of the the marriage stress or the job stress. It's a storm of biochemical response every day, every day, every day, every day, every day. That complexity that creates another layer of a callus within your artery. Another layer of a callus. And eventually it's not that it blocks, it's that the callus breaks off. And this could could literally, this is an ingredient for that literal piece of of a heart attack is is this kind of stress. But of course, I'm thinking, you know, mentally, emotionally that we are, we are, this is well, building up. You're getting a callus in your brain. Almost. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's exactly, it's almost what happens. A callus, or can we say a buildup, a buildup to something that at some point is going to be blocked and there's going to be a manifestation or, or a, a, a slow decline to lingering. Even a better pathway would be a rut. So the brain, the neurological okay. pathways, the way you think right now is yeah. the way you're likely to think in the next 10 seconds. Yeah. So if you get behind the lady in the left-hand lane and you ruminate, 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 negative, then negative, tomorrow negative, negative, yeah. you're more likely to do that again. Yeah, and to extrapolate that to the next stress issue and it's negative, negative, negative that I'm building. So you're not building up layers of callus in your yeah. brain. You're building up a rut that you can't get. Okay, so of. I like that because, you know, you go to my other podcast, The Ziggler Show, and it's, you know, think positive. Man, you can't band-aid over thinking positive to so much negative ultimately i mean you just can't at some point we got to go look let's get ourselves out of that circumstance mm-hmm. that we need to keep trying to be sure positive it's, over it's the both like for of, me thank god i don't have to drive right. <laughs> five <laughs> we, minutes we purposely live in a place where i don't well, heck your drive time is like four times longer than mine it is. And, and it's funny because we talk about because both of us are very intolerant, aggressive drivers who speed. Uh, and so we're the worst. We do not need to be commuting. I like driving with you, but both of our wives hate driving with us. Yeah, it's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, thank God that we don't commute down to Colorado Springs like half the population up here because I, I would have to take a sedative or and I would have to do some kind of a mind. I'd, I'd buy an airplane, I think. Anyway, anyways, yeah. So again, looking at this, where are we stressing? And we can't go through... Every area of life, everybody listening to this knows where are my areas where I'm having to perform, I'm having to bolster up, I'm tr- having to pick up or, or that, that are wearing me out that I dread. Let's just say that dread. What is it? What is it? Do you go forward looking, you know, dreading your work or do you dread going home? There's a lot mm. of people there, man, where they'd rather stay at work because home is where the dread is. I mean, we cannot withstand we cannot, in good health, withstand you can't that. Be becoming weller. We can go back, like with my thing with Steve, drag. you know, and stay in the white room. So okay, I'm going to stay there. He's like, okay, but you're going to be you'll break. a lesser you'll, person again. in a year, yeah. two years. It's going to be it's a lesser important. relationship, a lesser performance at work, lesser income, lesser vitality, lesser you know, on and right. on and on. Now, and 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 somebody's saying, yeah, but just just like you did back then, there is a time and a place for the white water. We are built for the stress, right? Well, we are built well, for but it, but the zebra. I mean, how many yes, times they get chased by a lion, lion right. once a week? I don't know. But also, if you look at the population of zebras, at some point, the successful zebra becomes the old zebra. Yeah. Who will then get eaten because he's a step slower. And we'd say, you know what? That Yes, we all die when we're 85. All right. People like stories. I want to tell one because I thought about it because you talked about that. If I ever had an elk herd go through my property and trailing behind is old grandpa elk with a oxygen tank on and a cane, you know, no, because at some point um, he's at full tilt. And then when he can't, he's going to get eaten by a predator. I, yeah, I would the think. lion gets him. Well, yeah, up here, what would it be? Bear, coyotes, you know, whatever are going to fall lion. ultimately catch him. <laughs> a mountain lion. Yeah, that's, that's true. So we're building a treehouse last week. And we have a couple hawks that live on our property. I mean, they must have a nest there. They're just always there. 
and I'm up there building here and I hear this crashing and it comes through and it's chasing this bird, fairly big bird. I don't know what they, what we have out here, but fairly big bird. It's chasing the Fle- hawk is chasing, hawk is oh, chasing wow. the thing just full tilt again. And, uh, and a minute later I see him go through and Nakota's with me. I said, Nakota, check it out. Look, he goes and it goes that way. And then a minute later I see the bird that's being chased come right by us. I said, Nakota, Nakota, watch, watch. And sure enough, a second later, here comes that big hawk and they go by us and, and chasing and then boom, that bird being chased whacks dead center into the side of my house. Not the window. It didn't mistake this thing. This thing was in such terror. And, you know, Dakota's going, must have been looking back over its shoulder to look at the other one. Because this, this it's a bird, man. Its job is to fly. They don't just run into this. Race car drivers don't ultimately. <laughs> right. Mario Andretti, you know, finally just crashes bold face in the side of a barn. I mean, just, you know, that's his job. It, and I'm thinking, what happened later on? I'm thinking, maybe it was nearing its end. Maybe it was an old bird. And it was losing its capabilities. And here's the last, you know, he's been chased before. And this time, man, he didn't have it in him. You know, he's older. Did the hawk get him? I mean, did the hawk go chase him down on the ground? Um, the, the hawk uh, landed right right in front of us on top of my uh, truck, actually. And then one of the kids ran over to the oh. bird, so it ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> it went to a tree and watched for a while and then finally gave up. Of course, they tried to revive the bird. And it died <laughs> an <course>. hour later. <laughs> Yeah. But, but again, think that's what I want to do. You know, I want to be going on the mountain bike and then finally grandpa at 95 fell off the ledge. <laughs> you couldn't handle the corner on the mountain bike Yeah, as opposed to lingering long, slow lingering. And I, and that's man there right there is, is a big motivation to my daily stress. So now if we come back to, so today I do not want eight hours uh, at work or, you know, five or whatever I'm here. I do not want to be sitting there marinating in anxiety, anguish, tension, performance. I want to be, I want to be at peace doing the things that I do well. Doesn't mean that they're easy. My gosh, man! If I'm going to write well, if I'm going to create mm-hmm, something well, mm-hmm. I've got an interview or, or a guest coming on uh, my other podcast this afternoon. And you know, right before it, I'll have a little little nerves and stuff. I want to do a good show. And as soon as we start in, and this is what I do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do it well. I'll be at peace. I'll end it. Go on a mountain bike ride or whatever. Uh, likewise, then I don't want to go home going. Oh man, I'm going home to a stressful relationship or conflict with my kids. You know, we talk about that a lot. I mean, that, that builds up. I want those days. And then if something happens two days from now, a week from now, that needs that fight or flight response, I'm good. You're ready. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. That's what we're talking about. Now, okay, so, so we've got that. Now then the other side of it that we talk about is the stress that we need, that we, the good stress that we are not uh, partaking of. Right. The opposite of stress is death. And on this side is we are built for the tension of relationships. There is no perfect relationship. And and in fact, as people grow older and we talk about, you know, the mind or the muscle of the mind, because you're getting ready to talk about, you know, exercise tension on the muscle. And, And if we talk about dementia and how minds start to just slow down like the bird was. What is the best good tension for a mind? Like when people say, okay, I want to exercise my mind. Should I do Sudoku and crossword puzzles and this and that and the other? You know what the, you know what the number one answer is? Be in relationship with people. Huh. Because people require you to be on your toes. Like I got, you've got to be sort of facile. How does this person think? How does that person think? How do I... Um, how do I be in relationship and not like you where you have to perform or whatever, but, and that's where people who are married tend to live longer. That's one of the reasons is your brain is in relationship with these other things. And that's where we'd yeah. say a spiritual relationship or, or the, the good side of brain work is that. Well, so I'm going to throw this analogy though you know it as well as i'll ask you too is it fair to say we you know we think about i want to grow my brain i think most people think about knowledge okay so i'm going to listen to good podcasts read good mm-hmm. books and bringing in knowledge and i said okay wait a minute but can, can i layman's terms extrapolate that over here and say if i have if my brain kevin miller's brain is a ten thousand square foot warehouse with you know two, six inch walls getting more and more information is just filling that warehouse with stuff 
That's knowledge. More information is knowledge. I'm feeling that it's different than brain growth. If we're talking brain growth, it's saying, no, I want my brain to grow from 10,000 square foot capacity to 20,000. And I want to double the size of the walls. Is that fair? I mean, I want yes. that kind of growth. So in the past, we didn't think so, but now we know. Now, so that's mm-hmm. what we're talking about, neuroplasticity and, right. and cognitive what training and what love that what what gives my brain more capacity and strength that's they get i don't get that from just filling it full of correct stuff you know what the number one thing is uh-uh. novelty learn something new huh that okay. is the number one thing so i talked about relationships that's another reason why relationships are also way up high is because your wife is not who she was 10 years ago or and she won't be and we expect that, so we have to adapt and become agile and facile with our thinking. And so uh, as people get older, one of the things that will keep them down, and, and don't even think elderly, think us in our 50s, is we don't go learn something new. I was going to say, that I, it, I could hear the common response as, oh man, I don't want to learn something new, or I don't want change, I don't want to deal you, with change. You know where that's, that in the professional industry is almost at its worst? doctor in medicine because oh. a doctor will always say i was in school for, and i was until i was 30 i don't want to do that again i want to take what i learned and know and i just want to churn let me just you know fart that stuff let me do what i do and as because a lot of my colleagues will say you know i appreciate the way that you do medicine or whatever else but gosh i don't want to learn that again that's just Duh, I got 20, it's back to, I got 20, 30 patients to take care of today. And you want me to talk to them a little longer and ask them about this and that and the other. I, I just got to get through the day. Sure, yeah. And so learning. And, and so for me, as I envision, you know, I think about your dad who at 72 is going to write another book and learn something new and share that with other people. That's great. That is the kind of thing that keeps you younger than what you would have been. It's not fake or whatever. And so I, I do, I, I envision that I want to learn a new language or, you know, go travel. Travel is another great one because you have to adapt to your environment and yeah. figure out what the Japanese sign means of where's the bathroom. Which I don't like that. I don't want that. <laughs> you love that. You, 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 and well, I don't. Well, a, mount, a new mountain bike trail. Like I was uh, going around the lake the other day and I'm like, oh my gosh, this stresses me out because I just imagine there's somebody coming around uh, the corner right, right, right. and you're like, ah, oh, I got this stuff. Yeah, you need a new and mountain yet, bike trail, <laughs> and yet you want you want to travel to a new land, a new experience, and I just feel out of control. I just I right. So then that stresses you more company, than yeah. me, and 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 so all of these kind of things. And and Doctor Leaf, there. Okay, so how do you then? And so people are out there, and they're just doing their life. They're just. It's like oh my gosh, the things that you guys are talking about. It's, it feels so esoteric or whatever. What can I do in my life? And, and that's where I appreciate what she says and what Hardy talks about is how do you get this into the concrete daily thing? And that there is challenge there to be sure. Well, and that's why we're doing the show is to say be aware of it. Yeah, habits and routines and lifestyle design. So we're, we've, I think we've covered you know, the bad stress. If you are marinating in this anxiety, anguish, performance, this negative, this negative tension. Let's say that. Okay. Negative, negative tension. tension. Okay, let's do that. Let's, let's t- 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 actually, that's a good word. Let's put that down there. Tension is a good word. And we're talking about So there's negative tension. We've just talked so much about that. And I think everybody should understand that. If you are daily imbibing marinating i like that word marinating Mm -hmm. in negative tension uh bad things are in store for you right and 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 again it's not their own it's not a fault it's not like they're saying oh i love i I want to go to this job that i hate it's just the way things are so recognize it and then how do we come right i want the record good negative tension is a job i hate as opposed to positive tension is a job where oh man i got a new project a new challenge or whatever it's my mental it's my we're talking about the mental state so over here so where are the positive tensions Uh and yeah of course the easy analogy that we use is from a physical standpoint so today the positive tension that that is good for my body is doing three sets of push-ups three sets of pull-ups Go on a mountain bike ride and you know, whatever is your gig and back to the, our show on exercise as Dr. Randy James responds, what is the uh, best exercise you can do in, uh, in the world? What's the best what exercise is- in the world? The one that you'll do. The one that you whatever will yeah. get you off the couch, get your heart rate up and stress your muscles. So that's one that we've talked about. If we want to be the 80 year old guy who can do 10 pull ups 
then we need to be the 50 year old guys who every day do 10 10 pull-ups or more or whatever. Right. If you say, what's the opposite of stress on a muscle? Atrophy. Atrophy is death. It's atrophic. A meaning like atheist and trophic meaning growth. And and even that here's, I've, I've played with this, that even if I, uh, if we try to maintain to some degree, our bodies are from age 50. I mean, there is an aspect of decline or of more challenge. And so even maintaining to me feels like I'm still falling behind. You know, I I need to, uh, I mean, you can't, well, yeah, you will die. I'm going to, I am. Kevin, there are wrinkles on your face. (laughs) (laughs) There are doggone it. I was years. So that I think is important. Also, this is not pie in the sky. Be younger, smarter, sexier, faster all the time. And I can't add on a pull up every day to where I'm 90. And now I can do do 90 pull ups, 90 pull ups. (laughs) Yeah. But if I can be 90 and do heck, if I could do five at 90, that would be as we age. Maintenance is forward. Okay. Okay. It's, it's, it's like a car. You you attain a speed of eighty miles an hour. Okay. It still takes gas to keep going. Okay, ma- ma- maintenance, but I've got to be doing those. If I am not, if I am a primarily sedentary person every day, I am devolving. I am yes, getting your muscles are less and less able, and I am years. going to be yeah. So I'm just about to turn fifty. I am going to be sixty years old. I am going to get up off the chair and go. Ugh. I am not going to be able to tie my shoes without sitting down. I am, uh, I'm not going to go on a hike with my kids, a bike with, I mean, and that's if, the norm. That's and, the expected right. norm these days. And yet we have, and I know it's the outliers and people want to want to pawn them off, but we have people, which I think are the, they're, they're not extremists. It's back to the book by, I can't remember the guy now who's, you know, he says, everybody said he's, or tells him, so you're trying to get me to eat extreme, to exercise extreme. He says, no, I'm trying to do what used to be normal and realize that today, what you are doing is that we eat all this crap processed food and that we don't exercise because we don't have to stress our bodies to exist. That's extreme. extreme. Right. So it's not extreme when we have the Pike's peak ascent and people go 7,000 feet up or whatever it is, 13 miles. And you got some 65, 70-year-old lady who kicks, kicks my butt literally today. Now, somebody's going to say, ah, you know, she's just a fitness nut or whatever. Really? Maybe she's normal and the rest of us aren't. Either right. way, what inability do we want to accept? I just don't really have one. Now, I don't need to do the Pikes Peak Ascent when I'm 90. Maybe I will, but I, I don't need to. But I want to go on a walk with my kids. I mean, until the day that I run into the side of the house like the bird <laughs> or get caught uh, by the coyote like the, the elk, there's no reason. We know that. I mean, because it's fair to say there is no reason historically that I can't be 90 and I can be there mentally. I can play a word game with my kids. I can have a, an intellectual discussion. I can write a book. I can go for a hike. I can go for a jog. I can enjoy life. And then maybe something will give out. A heart will give I don't know what's, you know, from a natural standpoint, something just, you know, it's, it's reached its end and I peacefully yeah, pass away. It's frustrating because, you know, whenever you have to fill out a certificate of death and you have to put a cause of death, you can't put age. So the American medical construct is that people always die of something. I was like, well, that doesn't make sense. That if there is a definable time that the body is just done and through whatever means. Okay, it is. But th- th- let me take that and hit a sore spot for both of us that we're both 50 right now. That it, it, we're at that point now where we are, su- we are supposed to start blaming all of our inabilities right. on age. And you would – I mean, I've heard you say, no, it's not – primarily at at our age, especially it's not age. It's life. It's the buildup of poor lifestyle choices. Yeah. It's, it's, it's time. So there's age under the curve or the umbrella of, I ate this. I slept this way. I thought this way. Well, let's go back to to tension. So I'm at 50 and and I'm at a, I'm at a negative place because of the buildup of so much negative tension, or I could be at a better place because of the buildup of positive Positive tension. tension. Man, I've, I've met people, um, honestly out here in Colorado, maybe it's in the country, but in Colorado, when I go to a running race or a mountain bike race, it is the, the 44. 40 to 50 category is one of the most competitive because right. guys, so a lot of them have gotten their careers a little bit in line. They've got more time to devote now. And I've, I've, I've seen a lot of them go, man, I'm, I'm killing it better than I ever have. I'm yeah. faster than I was when I was 30. That's, yeah. that's inspiring. Yeah. In the endurance sports. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a, well, build up. A, a, endurance a, is a build is a build up is a build up. Build up. Pos- so positive tension, you know? So again, so if we look at that, if we come back to this positive tension, obviously the, an easy one is looking at 
phys- uh, uh, muscles. You know, muscles, physical. So every day, if you want to maintain, just maintain, there's a certain level of stressing your lungs and your muscles, mus- you know, muscular ten- uh, resistance training, tension. Uh, so we would say that physically. So let's go to another one like uh, a food. Well, in, part of that then is food. Right. Your wellness. How do we, what's Are good and bad stress food Right. Whereas there is a stress of, and people in our society would say, oh yeah, I drank too much. Like they recognize that as a stress or I really had a binge of cake or whatever. Or all week I've just been eating fast food and on the Right. Go, like we were on vacation on and all week we ate this and. But, but what people don't recognize is what they do every day, every day, every day, every day. They, yeah. they aren't stepping back and seeing that for what it is. Is it a bad stress? Is it a good stress? Is, the, is broccoli, you know, you, you don't eat sterile broccoli. There's going to be a piece of dirt on it. Your body will have to respond to the toxic side of this. But by and large, it's a good There's thing. A fertilizer on it. it. Right. Or, you know, so should you relieve yourself of that bad stress by only doing organic? And I'd say probably yes. Okay. And then what about fasting? Like the second you stop eating, now your body is switching over to the stress of, okay, now we've got to, you know, go get fat cells and break them down and give, turn them into energy. And and that requires an effort from the body. So we've recently done, you and I have done, you know, four day, five day, uh, fast so mentally from the habit of appetite I had we I had that stress of just thinking oh man I I'm not eating you know I'm used <laughs> to eating but now my body so that's a mental part but is it fair to say physiologically my body is going oh my gosh thank goodness thank you for the rest that's my mental construct thank you for the rest my body does not have to work for five days it did not have to work on digesting food and it could possibly take that time to repair other things to get rid of toxins what's that called autophagy uh yeah 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 which is people talk about a like a cleanse yeah Uh, you know it got to have recovery that was a great stress there even though admittedly i had to deal with some emotional stress but you've been fasting so much i would say every time you do it your emotional stress is less to the point of ah not a big deal you you Especially for a day or two. Yeah. Five days is still... Yeah, it's it's different. Just like, you know, over time, your stress on a mountain bike is different than it was 20 years ago. Yeah. And and so it's still stress, and, and then we would say it's good stress. And on the fasting side, a whole other side of your physiology that every probably 99% of people hearing this, they have never done the good stress of what your body has to do biochemically during a fast. So we would look at ourselves a few years ago and say we were atrophic. I, our, our fasting muscle to be able to uh, go on a, like you went on a ride and for me I played soccer on day number three. So three full days and then go play soccer and how do I feel? And I did do, I don't know if I told you, I did do a mountain bike ride. I did it on day one, day two, day three. I, I missed it because it's just, I don't know, work or something like that. But I did do one on day four and five. Not super hard though. I did fairly easy. Tone it down a little bit. Be wise. But I mean, the average person surely couldn't have kept up with me though. I was still humming along pretty well. And yeah, on day five of no solitude. Oh, so your body, you that was the good stress of saying, hey, all of you guys down there in the in the uh, you know the department of fasting energy, we need you to start working. And they're like, man, we haven't had to do this for 40, 50 years, and now here we go. And you were you were capable of doing it. You didn't die. You didn't faint. You didn't cramp. You didn't have a pain signal or something like that. And it, and people would look at us and say, oh, it's extreme, you weirdos. And we're like, no, 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 no. For thousands of years. People went through February and, you know, you had to only eat turnips for whatever. And there were days you didn't eat because you had to feed the kids in order to get to the next I mean, growth the season. Settlers out west, you know, and you went from A to B. I mean, there's no water or it's, it's, they ran out of food or their food got stolen or whatever. And you had to deal. I mean, it's just life. Right? We got a few days of not eating. Right. And we really don't. I mean, we can't, just can't comprehend that. And so that is lack of the good stress of fasting where your liver has to do gluconeogenesis and you have to go to the, and that's why we have obesity. So we are overfed 
And, and undernourished. Undernourished. With good, well, so I want to hit that because I want to stick on food because there's some other areas of stress. Um, there's a stress. So to, yeah, you have this negative tension filled day, stress, stress, stress. Then you got to rush home or whatever and you stop by McDonald's. Like the friend of your, one of your boys who told yeah. you that most every night his <laughs> most parents. Most every night. Uh, chicken McNuggets. Intelligent you know, middle class or upper class, whatever income family. And that's what they do. So they're going by McDonald's. So a stress for them would be taking the time to go to do what we do constantly, go to the grocery, pick out and purchase whole natural organic, in our case, organic foods. And then at the end, having, having done that prior and then that night, instead of going by and picking that up, you cook. So to them, that is a stress. So we're going to say that's yeah. a healthy stress. That's like dropping down and doing 20 push-ups. That's a healthy stress, but it is a stress. So there's the good, that's a good tension. It should, or it should become a good tension. One for me is outside. If I am by myself, it's really hard not to just take my lunch, have it at my desk. I may take a deep breath or something, but just keep working. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here though, when I'm at the office with you, or actually I'm doing it, I do it even at home now. Instead, like yesterday, I stayed at home. I worked at home. And I got my food and I went out on the deck instead of staying at my computer, went on the deck with the kids. And we literally just watched the trees and talked. You and I uh, will go. Actually, I got a show today. Sorry. <laughs> but we go out on the deck and sit there and sit down and go, thank you, God. Look at Pike's Peak. And that, so that's a, a stress of not doing what I would naturally have the propensity to do. Just keep working. Well, I was going to say, and some people, a lot of people that are hearing us that are in the business world would say, oh, my gosh, you mean to take 30 or 40 minutes and not work you're stressing me out man because i got to get the emails done i got to do this i got to do that now you want me to go walk outside i mean that that's they can perceive that as you're stressing me out sure no no different than if we look at a uh, an out of shape person over here and said okay can you do 10 pull-ups and they would say no that would hurt i i can't do the it. average american male uh Push-ups, I think, or pull-ups, I think is is like one point two. <laughs> so to get to two, they they can be becoming the kind of person who could do that if they stop the bad stress, do the good stress of, yeah, well, try and and begin start low and go slow and and work on it. Uh, but to be becoming to to create the environment where you've got more of the good stress. Um, but it's almost like it, a. Uh, like a proactive as opposed to reactive. Can we say that? So, yes. so if I, so sure. if I am, if I am right now, I mean, I'm, I'm stressed out. I got work to do. I didn't bring lunch. I, I'm going to run over or drive over to McDonald's, which we can see from our, from our office here, grab a happy meal or whatever you, you know, uh, pound it while I'm in the car or come back over here. I didn't, that wasn't an, that was not an emotional stress. Now my body is taking in the chicken McNuggets and the corn syrup and the junk and it's wigging out. And I don't, I don't perceive it mentally, but it's happening inside of me. So we would flip that for me to go, okay, I'm going to take the mental stress. If I'm that person of uh, having packed a salad or bought a salad, or maybe you just choose not to eat or choose not to eat. Okay. Either way, choose not to eat or, um, or have a decent meal and stop for even 15 minutes. Let's just, let's break 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes of nothing. Not on your phone, not on whatever, just peace and think about thoughtful chewing, actually chew your food. Don't just fork it down and whatever. Now I go back. So I had a little mental stress now. Now I go back to my work like I would have been doing anyways. And my body's going, oh, thank you. Now I'm going to benefit overall from that. But we're looking at proactive, what did I say? Reactive and proactive stress. Is that fair? No, I I think that's that's totally fair. I like that. Well, so we could take that. So when we talk about, okay, it may feel stressful to go shopping, to do it. It may feel stressful to have that hard conversation if we look at relational relationships. So the, Pro, a proactive marriage. Yeah, which I don't want to do. I want to avoid and endure right. because I don't want the conflict. So I'm going to have this underlying negative tension as opposed to going and having the zebra you know, thing of, oh my gosh, we're actually going to talk about whatever and it's high stress. But then afterwards, hopefully if we've come to some amicability of going, oh, now I got to take that cloud off yeah, and go through the next week or whatever it is at peace with my spouse or my kid or my, you know, parent or whatever it is. So I haven't, we're unpacking this now. I haven't thought about that where we're talking about negative stress, positive stress, proactive or reactive. And that most of us are living in a negative stress that is just reactive 
physically, physiologically, emotionally depends on, you know, where it's coming in and how it's manifesting. Yeah. Yeah. That, that the, I, I just got a little spacey there cause I was even thinking spiritually, mm-hmm. you know, we might live under the cloud of guilt, shame and, or just void. Uh, when we really, when we, when we start, uh, we, nothingness. No, I was gonna say nothingness. When, yeah. when we go yeah. along and we are just living for ourselves, our world is us. We are our own yeah. God. Self We're doing that centered. ultimately self-centered and self, um, uh, uh, gosh, uh, I, I lost the word. Um, but I, I do everything myself. I, you know, I, I manifest everything myself that gets really lonely and very, gosh, very, um, it it reminds me of you know if our shallow. God yeah self sufficient as well as self sufficient I am self sufficient it's very shallow well then your God becomes your appetites yeah your your chief aim if your chief aim in life is self satisfaction entertainment um and, and Sha- let's call it shallow uh, living in the shallow water living in the shallows afraid of the deep. Yeah, afraid of the big movements of deep connection. And I want to say that that runs aground. Ultimately, that runs aground. And okay, we yeah. find mm-hmm. when you talk about the, and we have the, the, yeah, the hockey yeah. stick of depression, Again, despair, like said, you'll break suicide. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll break. And that's what we're seeing of diseases of despair. COVID comes along and just emphasizes we, everything. Well, you look at this, especially the younger generation. And despair, depression. Now, I'm not going to say this is this is not scientific test, you know, whatever. But to see as that is increasing the what, if I understand correctly, I, I think it's the fastest growing, not the most numbers, mm-hmm. but the fastest growing religious status is none. Oh, yeah. The for nuns. Sure, I think that's right. Yeah. The nuns. So when you have no higher power, no greater purpose, it's all just about you. It because I just had this discussion with one of my older kids recently as they're looking to do their life. You know, what am I going to do and stressing about, you know, what am I going to do that has meaning and all this stuff. And we finally pulled it back and I said, honey, ultimately the greatest purpose you're going to find is in serving someone, serving a greater purpose, a higher power, which she understands. But I said, let's take that focus and get some of the focus off of you. If the focus is just you and what's going to make your day great and your life happy. Mm -hmm. And that is daunting. And yeah, self and ultimately it's self-fulfilling as failure. Yeah. Because ultimately you can't. Yeah. That so much of this will figure itself out if you find something that you care about and you believe in. I mean, you, Ray and James, you walk in every day and no matter what's going on in your life, in your relationships, in your finances, in your spiritual, in your stress, the fact that you get to come in and help somebody with something you know and care about and better a life, it may be the primary medicine for your wellness right there. Well, and I... I'd go, and I think you would agree, I'd go a step higher than that uh-huh. and say that the, in fact, this is, this is what I'll, I'll say to people, that the primary medicine is, and, and the, the scripture that I would relate is Proverbs 3.8, that my relationship, my stance with God is, and scripturally it uses the word medicine. It's medicine essentially for your soul. And then in and through and with that is, yeah, service to people. And then my spouse and in and through it. And then all of that is is self. You know, and if Jesus said, love others like you love yourself, you gotta you gotta have some self love in order to know how to love other people. Right. It's it's impossible. Because it's out of self interest that you're also serving others. Yeah. And and that is also one of those, you know. You can always be too far one way or the other, just like you can with exercise. Oh, sure. Because I've seen people serve others to, to their great detriment. Yeah, yeah. To their great detriment. Um, yeah. Right. So, wow. That, that, and leaning proactively into your spiritual good stress, spousal good stress, your food good stress, your exercise good stress, training a stress response that is wise and healthy so that we also can go into our, you know, for me at 52, I can say, you know what, 53, I think I'm pretty okay to handle XYZ possible stresses that are going to come because, you know, COVID 2021 is going to happen or whatever. And I think you and I say, okay, we'll be ready for the challenge. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, that you know, life has enough challenges in and of itself. 
that sure sounds like wisdom. It does. And it brings me back. I'm, I'm ruminating on this positive and negative stress and back to, I want to be sensitive. I want to grow to perceive in sensitivity to the positives, negative stress and realize that I, if I'm going to be as well as Kevin Miller can be, I have to negate the negative stresses and increase the positives. Yeah. Less of you can't, you can't have no negative stress. That's, that's not real life. We are going to die. We do have wrinkles. Age does catch up with us, but we want to minimize those and maximize. Right. But the, le- okay. Okay. So, so yeah, the less that I marinate in the negative stress, yes. the more able I'm able to deal with the big one that comes along the big one, I, which it, it, this is going to sound morbid. I have nine kids and now, you know, three, three kids that call me grandpa, the chances the propensity of me over you. Uh, with your three kids of me having a kid die or have some tragedy is over two times higher. Am I, what am I doing today? I know it sounds morbid negative, but what am I doing today to not live in a negative stress so that if that happens, I can handle it. Or if I have a spouse issue or if I have my own tragedy, you know, lose a leg. I mean, whatever it would be or, uh, uh, yeah, with the, with the, with the COVID thing, a financial failure or whatever it is, can't, what am I doing now? If I am marinating and living at this low level, beaten down by negative stress, the next thing that comes along, it's going to kill me. We'll we'll tip you over. That's, that's what COVID-19 I think actually emphasized. Mm -hmm. The ones who are weakest were the polarized. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've got people who are man. There, it almost gave them purpose, you know, and they're they're doing great and making more money. And then over here, you got devastation. But on the like you said, that's a an emotional, professional level, and on the physical level, the ones who are living under the strain of high blood pressure, high cholesterol, high weight, high hypertension, they are the ones that succumbed to yet another stress. Oh, to COVID. USA Today, which is. Pulp Fiction, uh, basically, you know, but to their credit, they at least published a positive article a couple of days ago that said something about what's the best uh, weapon against, you know, COVID-19. It was to be healthy. Yeah. Uh, oh, good wow. on you. Yeah. Good on you for that. Oh, who'd have thunk? All right, man. I, so, uh, yeah, good. I think there, you know, if we're looking at negative tension and positive tension, how to manage it well and be there when it counts. So I'm asking you to strive to reframe stress and how you perceive it, what you think about it. Stress, again, in and of itself is not bad. Stressing about things we should be okay with is bad. Stressing without recovery is bad. Stressing about stressing is bad. It's a good time to audit what you are stressed about and why. Thank you again for choosing to tune into the Self-Helpful Podcast. If you got value, we would love your review of the show. And most best, greatest thing you can do, keep the discussion going. Talk about the issues that you hear here in the show with someone else. It will help you digest it more, understand it more, and it will benefit them. I sincerely hope I've helped you help yourself so that you can help others. 